Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. We hope you'll be encouraged to have an I'm Third approach as you navigate family, leadership, and spiritual growth. If you're new to our conversation, welcome. It's so great to have you. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. My name is Shay Robbins, and we have a tremendous podcast for you here today. I'm here with my co-host, teammate, and the head coach of Canacuck Camps. It's Joe White. <laughs> Thank you, Shay. It's always great to get a chance to uh, just share with th- folks things that we've learned over the decades here at Canada. That's right. And Joe, this is kind of a hilarious start to our conversation because we were sitting in here. We've got uh, one of our teammates, Justin Reppert, and today's topic in the Cry of the Heart series is affirmation. And he got to talking about uh, affirmation, and I'm like, Stop everything. <laughs> Plug in a third mic. We need to get you on here. Justin, tell us about the love language that speaks the most to your heart. <laughs> it's so interesting to have the microphone in front of me for this. You know what? I, I actually hate the sound of my own voice, and you're over there listening to your voice while you speak. What's that like? Oh, it's it's very surreal right now. Thanks for having me on here. Uh, super fun. Uh, yeah, so my love language is, without a doubt, words of affirmation. And um, uh, it's, it's been something that's been fun to walk through in life and, uh, and see how that plays out in relationships and how I need it uh, and how I give it to others. So talk about it in your household. How does it play out? Yeah. So um, for me, especially early on in my marriage, um, I married somebody who's not words of affirmation. And uh, I am really big time. And one of the things I learned is, you know, we tend to give the love language that we crave the most. And totally. so I'm, I'm thinking I'm loving my wife well and just like, hey, every 10 minutes I'm telling her I love her because I'm like, that, that would fill my bucket. And then uh, and then I find myself kind of craving words of affirmation back. But because that's not her her love language, she's not telling me she loves me every 10 minutes. You know? right. And so uh, I remember early on just uh, some teachers into my life, uh, hearing Joe uh, at various times and hearing Gary Smalley and and talking about the power of, uh, you know, when you're craving something and you want it from somebody, it's, it, it's a lot more effective and fruitful to think about how can I, what do I need to change in this relationship in order to, to cause change? I can't, I can't beg my wife, hey, can you affirm me more? Right, yeah, like scripture. Here, here's yeah. what I want you to yes, say. You know, yes. hey, you know, I, you're just not encouraging me enough, and it's not anything she's doing wrong. I just needed it so bad, and I, I don't even know why. I, I'm just was wired that way so much, but I just, it didn't matter. So much about circumstances didn't matter. What mattered was what I heard from somebody, and if it was affirming that I did a good job, and it was crippling sometimes, and so. Uh, learning my wife's love language and kind of going through that together and being what she needed. And it's been so fun, you know, married now going on 13 years, you know, like I'm not crippled in that, in that relationship anymore. It still fills my bucket and it's, it's, uh, it's been incredible to watch. You know, what's cool is when you take on the personal responsibility of how can I grow in this relationship, it creates a culture of growth and of learning. And I can totally relate to you. I'm the same way. I'm, I'm physical, physical touch. And it's just so funny how your natural response, like, yeah, I want to show 
her love or the kid's love or a friend love. And so you just naturally show it the way you like it. You know what I mean? And we've got to become students of each other and learn what is it that, that they need. And specifically today, we're talking about affirmation. And I just think it's the greatest intro into this conversation. Yeah, Shay, it's no wonder that Justin and Essie and their team do such a great job of communicating ideas uh, from Canicuck Land to all the folks who want to know more about Canicuck Land. Uh, best camp video footage I've ever seen in my life by far comes out of their department. But what people don't know is how loved and cared for all the people who work under Justin's care and leadership feel in that department. That's high praise coming from Joe White, because you know he actually knows what it takes to put together a video, right? This is our original <laughs> videographer sitting over here. Many people don't know that, but uh, Joe White, even in recent years, has been known to have a camera on his shoulder running around capturing footage. So Shay, affirmation says I'm appreciated. Oh boy, it is a cry of the heart of every child. I, I learned about a horse named Affirmed one time. A racehorse, Affirmed. I love that name. Uh, affirmed won the Triple Crown in 1978. He won the Kentucky. He won the Belmont. He won the Preakness. And he was two-time Horse of the Year, Hall of Fame, 1980. And I'm like, you know what? If affirmation can work for a horse, boy, how it can work for, <laughs> for a child. That's interesting, Joe. I'm sure our friends in Nashville understand what you're talking about. But uh, I've got goats, and they're not thoroughbreds. Uh, break it down for the simple people here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's amazing how dogs and cats and horses with really good owners get amazing amounts of affirmation. Good doggy, good doggy. You know, always scratching our ears and patting them on the head. And, you know, sometimes I, when I take my chocolate lab Coda through camp and everybody's patting him on the head and scratching his ear and hi, Coda, and just loving his socks off. That's thought, a lot of affirmation. Wow. If we tr t treated each other like we treat dogs, how much happier this world would be. Uh, unfortunately, we don't. Uh, but we, we, we should. Affirmation gives a child the ability to feel God's love. Affirmation gives a child the ability to overflow that affirmation to others. It helps the child walk freely from insecurity. It frees a child from having to show off. It frees a person from hedonism, uh, freedom from having to draw attention to themselves, freedom from jealousy and strife, and free to have a healthy sense of self-respect. I was doing an event one time in a small town, and the children were just off the rails. Every child I talked to, every teenager I talked to was just, I mean, smoking this and drinking that and sexing that. And man, it was just wild as I began this youth event. But I took one uh, camp teenager who had grown up in our camp out to dinner with her, a counselor, and, um, and man, she was just like had it all together. And she was saying no to this and no to that and yes to all the right things. I said, how do you do that? It doesn't seem like there's a peer in your whole circle that's making good choices, but you are. And she said, oh, she said, my parents fill my cup of self-esteem so full that all my friends can't poke enough holes in it to let all the water out. Oh, love that. How true that is. And, and, you know, Shay, it's not rocket science, as you know, as a father. 
uh, and is just a nose husband. You don't need a PhD or a master's or even a high school diploma. But like all other emotional gifts that we can give our children or our spouse or our friends in a relationship, it begins just by good listening skills, eye contact, silence when your child or friend is speaking, your body language, nodding your head, keeping your mouth closed, not cramming advice down their throat, but just, hmm, yeah, hmm, I, mm, I hear you on that. Uh, I like that. Yeah, I can, I can see that. You know, I, I, I like it when you said such and such. That's how you affirm somebody first, just by affirming what they say. I wrote a book one time called The Gift of Grace. And um, in that book, I, as a father of four and, you know, grandfather of a bazillion all over Kanakuk land, you know, I sort of jotted down 365 ways, one for every day of the week, every day of the year, 365 ways to affirm someone or to, to appreciate someone without even saying the words. We call it 365 ways to say I love you without saying the words. It's amazing all the ways you can affirm somebody. Hey, 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 I love it when you do that to a child. And then fill in the blanks. Boy, I really appreciate it today when I saw you doing such and such. You're trying to catch your child in the act of doing something good all day long. And then you tell them about it. It's not just running around saying, I appreciate you, I appreciate you, I appreciate you. You know, uh, a, a constant anything creates deafness when it's just redundancy. But when you point out specific things that you appreciate about your wife, your husband, your child, your friend, then their cup of self-esteem is filled and, and then, Shay, here's the balance, and, and you know this well because I love the culture that you and Ashley create in the Robbins household. But, but what you do, parents and friends and spouses, is you build a culture of affirmation. And so it's not about any particular child. You know, I'm not saying to my child, you're the whole world. Everything revolves around you, and therefore you can run around with some big ego or some big head. And, and not at all. As, as my child feels appreciated, and my wife feels appreciated, and the siblings also feel appreciated, and that child learns how to appreciate others, then it's not about any one person. It's like everybody's cup in the home is filled. And so that's the culture of the family. I want to talk about that idea of filling your cup. Justin, I'm going to come back to you. When your wife speaks words of affirmation over you, what does it do to you mentally, emotionally, physically? How does it make you feel? Yeah, the number one word is confidence. Like, I am not as confident as a person unless that bucket is is filled. And so mentally questioning, did I do the right thing? How could I do it better next time? You know, can be stuck in that. Whereas when I'm affirmed, of 
confidence, you know, that went well. I did well. I know how to move forward and do the next thing. And so, and then, you know, in, in the heart, it hits the same thing. That's where just the emotions are of it. And when you're questioning yourself and you don't have confidence, it, it's draining on you. And, and you can definitely feel that. You know, one thing I wanted to throw out there, just thinking of scripture that we hit at home a lot is, you know, the power of life and death are in the tongue. Mm-hmm. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good, as fits the occasion, as good for building up. And uh, we hit on that a lot with our kids, too, of just, hey, at the end of the day, hey, uh, have you encouraged your sister today? Have you spoken life? And just uh, in that culture of affirmation of you know, it's easy to go through the day and criticize your your sister or your younger brother. But have you paused and thought about that? Have you have you considered have I spoken life today? Because God has given us that power in our tongue and what we speak. And then can I model that in the way I speak to my wife and in the way I speak to them? Hey, listeners, Shay Robbins here. If you're enjoying the podcast, we'd like to personally ask you to subscribe, rate and review the podcast. With your help, we can continue to reach more listeners. We're excited to hear from you. Please send questions to our team for a special audience Q&A recording in the future. Additionally, we're also interested to hear your suggestions for guests and topics. Send your questions and suggestions to podcast at canacuck.com. And now back to the show. Joe, you see this all coming together? We're, We're on our quest for emotional stability, right? That's the heartbeat of the cry of the heart. And he's talking about the stabilizing force of affirmation. He's exactly right. There was a there was a, a deer movie that came out a few years ago called The Help. There was a housekeeper, I call her a homemaker, <laughs> a lovely lady who, although she may not have had a college or high school diploma, she was as wise as an owl who'd memorized an encyclopedia, just filled with wisdom running over. Her name was Mae Mobley. And, and, and then there was a, a, a mother in the home named Elizabeth, who was more honestly uh, inclined to think about her pride and her, uh, her own insecurities and her vanities of life than she was about being a mom. The neglected little girl was named Abilene, and Abilene adored Mae Mobley. And even though Abilene was uncared for emotionally and unloved emotionally, Mae Mobley was the mother figure in her life. And boy, she was a good one, Shay. Um, There's one scene in the movie that really captures the theme of the movie. And honestly, for me, captures the heart of parenting. But Mae Mobley would often say to little Abilene, who didn't think she was very smart because she was always put down, she didn't think she was important because she didn't feel important, wasn't treated as important, and she didn't feel very kind because her mother was always pointing out the unkindness things that she did. Uh, Her mother was always pointing out the things she did that her mother didn't think were kind. And so uh, May Mobley would often take her beautiful hands and put them on the cheek of little Abilene, and she would look her lovingly in the eyes, and she would say, Abilene, you as kind, and I'm quoting here, you as smart, and you as important. And then she would have little Abilene repeat back to her, I as kind, I as smart, and I as important. 
and she filled that little girl's cup, even though before May Mobley, that little girl's cup was empty. It, it reminded me of a story of a deceased friend of mine named Richard Beach, who worked with uh, Canuck for years and developed uh, a great discipleship ministry and a great uh, uh, resident care facility for kids. Um, Richard is now uh, deceased, and we all miss him. But Richard would tell a story about a dear friend of his who adopted two emotionally disturbed children. They started off as foster children, but they were adopted by Richard's friend. And Richard would tell the story about these two kids who were literally raised in a doghouse. Their, their upbringing was so horrible. They were, they were treated like dogs. They were, they, were, they were fed scraps, table scraps, like dogs were. And, and all they could do was just kind of grunt like dogs grunt. They didn't have a vocabulary. They were terribly emotionally abused. But this loving Christian couple adopted these two children. And Richard uh, reported that dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of times a day, the, the new mother and father would tell these kids how much they were loved. They made it a ferocious habit of filling that cup of self-esteem so full with affirmation. And as Richard reported the story, the children's growth chart was steep as they began quickly to feel that love and then express that love. Their IQ began to, to raise quickly. Their social skills began to rise. Their emotional balance began to thrive. And their recovery was just absolutely historical. As I hear that story, Joe, I, I just can't help but think for a big chunk of my life, I was the one that put myself in the doghouse. You know, those kids were victims, but I willingly chose that. And I put myself in situations. I put people in my life. I put songs in my ears, um, videos before my eyes that were feeding me lies. And part of my recovery in Christ has been a process of reestablishing truths in my heart and my mind. And I really just want to highlight for a second the role of our personal prayer life and how it plays into applying godly affirmation to ourselves. You know, David says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious ways. See if there be any hurtful way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And when we pray that prayer, God is good to reveal those holes where we're dire for affirmation and perhaps we're getting the, the, the wrong kind of affirmation. It's driving us in the wrong direction. And as God exposes those things, we rebuke that which is not true and we lay hold of that which is true. And that's where that personal time with the Lord is you meditate on that which is true. It be, it be, it, it's that transformational process. It's the metamorpho from Romans 12 too, right? where we're transformed from the inside out. Yeah, Shay, around Canuck Land, we talk a lot about M&Ms, not necessarily the candy, although we do love our M&Ms around here. 
where we talk about memorizing and meditating on God's Word. I'm sure this podcast will mention it a thousand times, and however many thousand times we mention it, it's not enough because Scripture exhorts us more than any other thing to meditate on God's Word. It, it, it talks about treasuring it. It talks about delighting in it. It talks about keeping it. It talks about holding it. But more than anything, Scripture talks about meditating on God's Word. And uh, meditating on truths like you just spoke of brings emotional balance for sure. As a child knows God, as a child fears God, as a child reveres God's Word, then the child or the adult in all situations begins to believe their uh, their intimacy, their self-respect, uh, their emotional health becomes from God. I was thinking this morning about Zephaniah 3.17. It's easy to find Bible verses like this, but it says to you and to me and to Justin that the Lord God is in your midst. He's a victorious warrior. He will exult over you with joy. He will be quiet in his love. He will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. And if we really believe that, we don't, as adults, we don't need to pull that so much out of others. We don't, we don't need that constant security blanket from our wife or from our friends. If we really can, you know, allow God's word to fill us with those amazing words of affirmation from our God, our eternal Father, then we don't have to be so dependent on others to fill that cup. And then, Shay, as, as we conclude this podcast, I just want to verbalize, uh, you know, one word of caution to parents especially. There are praise-type statements that parents often make that build further insecurity. And, and when, you, when you verbalize these phrases, uh, it's like lighting a match in a dry forest in a bed of dry pine needles. It will blaze in a forest fire of emotional um, unrest. Um, like when I hear parents say to their children something that promotes uh, insecurity over body weight, Ah, just cringe. Like a parent will say to a to a daughter, Oh, you look so skinny in those jeans. Ah, you could cut their heart out and it would be better. Your eye makeup really brings out the beauty in your eyes, darling. Please don't do that. Or the father, you know, will make statements about athleticism with his children, like, I was so proud of you when the coach finally put you in the game. Well, good night, man. The kidneys, you'd be proud of him when he's on the bench for the way he conducts himself on the bench, the way he encourages other players. That's certainly better than a three-point shot. Uh, hey, hey, son, I loved it when you scored the most points. You know, you know when you affirm things that are based on performance, mm, you're building maximum insecurity in the heart of a child. And, and then I also want to say to parents especially, uh, don't try to carry the responsibility of affirmation alone. Um, 
alert other important voices in your children's lives. We often are alerted as camp counselors and camp directors to needs that camp kids have. And so we often write kids letters and we often text kids and call kids and and affirm them. And, and as parents who often uh, help us, you know, alert us to the need uh, out there. And so as you shoot out text to, to uh, significant people in your child's life and you ask others to, to join in the affirmation course, um, it's great. And then finally, Shay, uh, a final warning. Uh, parents, don't be discouraged by, by today's social media madness. It can be very discouraging because the voices of what I call Instascam, Facebook, Quitter, and, and Snapspat, that's what I call them all. They're all just lethal. They're just the, 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 the kind of insecurity and, and the kind of uh, depression Ugh. that these social media platforms are causing in children. If, if you sat in, in our seat up here at Canacuck, you would definitely have boundaries in your home. My goodness, you would have boundaries in your home, social media boundaries, as we see discerning parents doing now more and more. But even though that world is so loud to children and it does draw out their, their, their ugliness and the, and the part of themselves they like the least because everybody else looks so good and so happy and so, you know, so uh, secure on their, you know, Instascam posts. Um, but, but the opportunity, parents, because that world can be so degrading on children's uh, emotional makeup, the opportunity has never been more fruitful and the need has never been more necessary, at least at home in the safe place at home for the children to get your affirmation. Well, I'll end with a final affirmation for all of us. There's nothing that you can do to make God love you less, and there's nothing that you can do to make God love you more. He just loves you. He loves you right where you are. Um, and so I want you to, to live in that today and be free with it. And we also want to thank you for sharing your time with us today. We hope today's conversation serves to fuel your I'm Third approach to faith, family, and friendships. And with that, we'd love to pray for you. Lord Jesus, we just come to you and we thank you for the affirmation that we find in the cross. It was the greatest act of love, the greatest demonstration of mercy and grace that, uh, that we could possibly imagine. And I just want to pray for the emotional stability of our listeners and then their ability to reach out and love and affirm those around them, God, uh, we pray that you would be glorified through your people today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope today's conversation left you encouraged, strengthened, and empowered. If you haven't had a chance, please subscribe to our podcast today to stay up to date with the latest episodes. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please consider rating us, writing a review, or sharing it with others so we can continue to build you up with an I'm Third approach to family, leadership, and spiritual growth. For more information about the podcast, visit canacuckpodcast.com. And for more information about Canacuck, you can visit canacuck.com. Mm-hmm.